0: Born in 1926, he is a Pittsburgh-based artist whose monumental sculptures are crafted with the felled trees of Pittsburgh's urban canopy via the city's Street division. His sculptures mark an inflection point in the history of American abstraction. These sculptural improvisations, as he calls them, takes cues from the modernist traditions of jazz. Thaddeus Mosley is a recipient of the 2022 Isimu Noguchi Award. His work has been exhibited and acquired by major museums and foundations since 1959. To mention a few, the Mattress Factory Museum in Pittsburgh, the Carnegie Museum of Art, Harvard Business School, both in 2020, Sculpture, Milwaukee and also in 2020, the Baltimore Museum of Art, Bergen Kunsthall in Norway in 2022, and Art plus Practice in Los Angeles also in 2022. His work is held in public collections including the Baltimore Museum of Art, the Art Institute of Chicago, High Museum, Whitney Museum, Brooklyn Museum, Carnegie Museum of Art in Pittsburgh, and the Colby College Museum of Art in Maine. His traveling solo exhibition forest previously at the Baltimore Museum of Art and Art Plus Practice in Los Angeles will continue on to the Nasher Sculpture Center in Dallas starting in May of 2023. Enjoy this episode featuring Thaddeus Mosley Thaddeus, I want to thank you for joining me today on my podcast. I really appreciate your time.
1: I'm honored that you're interested in me and interested in what I do. Thank you.
0: Well, I know that you've been following your passion for a very long time. So I'm going to start with asking you, do you remember how you felt when you finally made the commitment to be an artist full time?
1: well i it was a long time before i was able to do that but i always thought of myself as an artist full-time from almost the time i started by the time i was really starting to exhibit i had been carving about four or five years and i had a full-time job i had a full-time job for 40 years but I carved I I was doing sculpture and exhibiting Uh, long before I retired I had my first show at the Carnegie Museum in 1966 and I didn't retire from work till 1992 so that shows you how long i was doubling out so to speak
0: so you work mainly with felled trees
1: yeah i well felled trees and i started out getting logs and trees from the park division here as they cut them down a lot of parks but later on i more particular because you had to take part in luck. Then I started buying wood from uh, tree surgeons and mill people that milled wood. There's a lot of sawmills down in western Pennsylvania, and I hooked up with one person about 20 years ago. And so I use mostly walnut and cherry wood.
0: Have you ever worked with other materials away from wood?
1: Uh, I've done some uh, stone sculptures. Uh, probably the most uh, memorable one is um, for the Carnegie Library in the Hill District. I did a piece called Mountain Top. For Martin Luther King is out of tan limestone and I've done mixtures with wood with stone with glass with metal all sorts of stuff because yeah like I say you're talking over a long period of time I've done a lot of conceptual pieces that aren't anything much of what I do ordinarily
0: and what other artists influenced you
1: well main, my, my main influences have been African tribal arts, Brancusi and the Gucci, and you know, of course other things creep in. But those have been my main influences.
0: Are there concepts or thoughts that connect your work?
1: Well, my, my I have a concept that you can probably say that defines my work, which is weight and space concept. That means the the weight is on top or should be, gives the sculpture a feeling of movement, levitation, and uh, hopefully some vitality.
0: And how does listening to music impact your time in the studio?
1: Mainly company. I listen to music all the time. And whether I'm in the studio or whether I'm at home, sometimes I'll play records for eight hours at a time. So it's a part of my life, just like having a lunch or dinner. You know, It's just something that's very important to me. It has very little impact on my work, but it has a great deal of impact on my well-being and my uh, feeling well and my happiness and so forth. What would
0: you say you enjoy most about the work you do?
1: What I enjoy most about it is the completed sculpture. And to me, that is the only thing that matters. Not too many other things I worry about, like how long it took to do it and how many different tools I use. To me, the most important thing, even other people's work, I don't read too much on on the reviews or critiques. I mainly just look at the work, and that's me. The work is it. Like Shakespeare said, the play's the thing. The sculpture is it.
0: And when do you know that a work is
1: finished? Well, my things a lot of times are segmented. I have an idea when I start out. I don't draw, I don't make models. So I see it in my mind's eye what I want to do. I arrange the sculptures, the wood, the raw material, and I draw in chalk the forms I want. Then I start from there. Sometimes you have to make detours because when you're doing it without a definite fit, you have to make adjustments to make sure that they fit and make sure that they're stable. And
0: at what point do you decide to name a work?
1: Mostly when I have to get ready exhibited and it has to have a number, has to put a name for insurance and be able to identify it in a catalog. But sometimes I make pieces and I have something in mind So I'll name it for a well-known person or uh, an idea that I have.
0: And when you're working, do you ever think about who your audience will be? Like who's going to see the work and what? Will they think and
1: feel? No, I'm always hoping that the people that see it will have some real in sculpture, maybe a little background and have a, a, know, a little of sculptural history and maybe remind them. But it really doesn't matter because sometimes people who've never seen anything are struck by something that they it's brand new and it can be an inspiration it can be a new delight question for you regarding
0: where we are here in
1: the world today do you
0: feel black art can be defined well
1: you know i came up in the 60s and 70s when all this turmoil was going on between afro-americans and so i say you know if you're talking about black art in the terms of identity, relevance, it can be mainly about what the artist himself or herself is trying to say. And because most people are coming from their own personal situations, the situation they live in, of course in many Situations, you have large ghettos, and of course, not every black person lives in that situation. But for the artists that is creating the work, a lot of them, this is where it comes from. But I just say, you know, black art is mainly about the social, political situations where black people want to define their their situation. But of course, they can go broader and say black art is made by black people. I don't know how illuminating that sort of thing is, but to me it's about people r- portraying or talking about what's relevant to them in their own situation when they're African americans
0: And if I would have asked you that question, let's say 30 or 40 years ago, do you think you would have answered it the same?
1: Oh, yes, because I went through a lot of this when, when we had black people who artists that was the only thing they did and of the only thing they would do now. Because, and also because they were rejecting black people who were abstractionists or stuff that they couldn't re- immediately recognize as African American art. I can tell you I had worked that from black situations that was rejected because it wasn't relevant and it wasn't identifiable. So it, it hasn't changed that much. There just isn't as much emphasis politically as it was in, in the 60s and 70s.
0: What are you excited about right now?
1: Well, I'm excited about, uh, I'm feeling well. (laughs) I don't get too excited about anything. I just try to set a steady course. I know people say they want to be deliriously happy. I I just want to be content. I'm not looking for over the top of anything, you know. So as long as I feel well, I feel I got it made. Because so many people far younger than me are hospitalized. I always hear about people getting hip replacements, back replacements, shoulder. I don't have any of that. For all the years, I've been lifting hundreds of pounds, you know. So that's what I'm excited about. So early on, you
0: studied English and journalism.
1: Yeah, I was a double major at University of Pittsburgh, yeah.
0: So during that period of time, were you wishing you could have been studying art history?
1: During that period of time, I came from a town about 50 miles north of Pittsburgh where the arts, as in most places, aren't very much celebrated. I didn't know the, what sculpture was, and they didn't spend much time in schools with music. I thought and music, you were. Know, sang in the archipelago Choir in High School, but they didn't spend really much time with visual arts and stuff like that. In ordinary schools that you would have to have gone to an elite school where this was gonna be part of your life. And they didn't think where well, they were gonna waste tax money on ordinary students. And they and it's even gotten worse now. There's very little art or music in any school in poor, or or they say disadvantaged, or inner city neighborhoods, you know. So what does your workspace feel like?
0: What does it look like?
1: Well, I have a large basement studio. The only thing is, the ceiling is only 10 foot tall, but as I've gotten older, when I was younger, I wish it had been a lot taller. I've been in this area for the studio where I am now since... 2000, before that, I was in another space in the same complex. But the ceiling, uh, over there, the ceiling was much higher, was about 20 foot. But it, it's a good workspace. I have uh, have uh, access to a dock and we, we can bring in logs and materials and ship out shows and stuff. So I don't have to go three or four floors to get anywhere or ship the materials out.
0: I've really enjoyed this conversation. You've said so much with your answers. So let's wind down. What do you feel is the purpose of art?
1: Well, I think the purpose of art should be something that enhances your being to the point that you feel happy when you're in in the environment you're in. It's one of the reasons I started making sculpture. But also it should have a humanizing effect on you should make you think about other human beings not only who are artists but appreciate what people are contributing to humanity hopefully and it's about uplifting the human spirit and like i say i live i'm surrounded by all kinds of art, my friends, my family. And I think that uh, like during the COVID when many people were depressed, I never was because I could come home and I would go from floor to floor and look at all my accumulations of sculpture, pottery paintings and so forth and play a lot of very good music.
0: So, as an artist, what do you feel is your
1: role? Well, I think the first thing is my role is to do what I would like and not worry about if it's going to make money or if other people are going to like it and to live the life that I think that that produces the type of art I, I like, you know. You go back to the Oh Shakespearean line that says to thine own self be true because there are a lot of people are making art they change according to fashion if this new thing comes in they jump on that well that's fine because a lot of times people are trying to find something that they can really relate to or their talents sort of pull them that way and like people I say, well, are you still doing the same old thing? I says, well, yeah, the same old thing is what makes me sing. So uh, it's about being personal and not being disturbed, you know, because you can remember, you know, so many young people go through all these problems, not only young, but the old people, how people think about me or like. Well, if you go, if you spend your time doing that, you, you're, you're not going to find, what I say, the inner core of your creativity. Thank you so much for your time, Thaddeus. I really appreciate it. Thank you for offering me the time. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Cerebral Women Art Talks Podcast. For additional content, please visit com, and be sure to follow Cerebral Women on Instagram.